What a beautiful gospel. It's all the Lord's word, so of course it's beautiful and it's challenging. Jesus is speaking to the priestly class, the scribes and the Pharisees, those who have made religion not about the worship of God, but about themselves. All their works are performed to be seen. The ministry is about them, about their pride. Their ministry is self-serving. They love those places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues. They love to be called teacher, father, master. But we have one Father in heaven. We have one Master, Jesus Christ. Why then do all of us call others priests, fathers, grandfathers, godfathers, teachers, headmasters by these names? Are we breaking a command of our Lord? From a biblical point of view, this can be easily explained. Our Lord is not being perfectly literal in this moment. The Bible scholar John Bergsma points out that both Jesus and the apostles continue to call men fathers in their teaching and conversation. So clearly our Lord did not mean it absolutely literally. In Luke chapter 16, verse 24, for example, Jesus tells a parable in which he refers to Israel's first ancestor as Father Abraham. St. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, refers to Abraham as the father of all who believe. St. Paul, again, calls Abraham the father of us all in his letter to the Philippians. And finally, St. Paul calls Timothy a son and himself his father, his spiritual father. We call our own fathers father. What else will we call them? We call our own teachers teacher. So it's not a rule against using these specific terms. But if we are to use these terms, to be referred to as these terms, these exalted positions, then we ought to do it for the right reasons and after the example of the Father, the servant, the Master, the Lord. The context of this gospel is that Jesus is calling out those who live religion, not in order to serve God, not to draw others into relationship with God, but to serve themselves. Bishop Barron says this beautifully. Friends, today's gospel exposes the pride of the Pharisees and concludes with the prescription, the solution of humility. To be a servant rather than to be served. There's this great line at the end of our second reading. Paul says, for this reason, we too give thanks to God unceasingly, that in receiving the word of God from hearing us, you receive not a human word, but as it truly is, the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. And earlier he says this, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So not only is he teaching the truth, but he's willing to put himself on the line. That's the sign of a true teacher, a true leader, a true spiritual father. Unlike the scribes and the Pharisees who will not lift a finger to help. They'll lay down the law, but they're not going to help you live it. That's not true leadership. That's not true spiritual fatherhood. To be a father 
To be a leader, to be a teacher, is to be a servant, willing to put yourself on the line for others. Humility is the key. Being a servant to others is the key. Following in the footsteps of Jesus, who humbles himself and becomes a servant to all of us. That's the key. St. Paul said, What do you possess that you have not received? But if you have received it, why are you boasting as if you did not receive it? Be humble, he says. To acknowledge this, that everything I have and everything I am comes from God, that's humility. Thomas Aquinas said that humility is truth. It is living out the deepest truth of things, that God is God and I am not. This truth, this humility, helps us to understand that this religion is not about me. I'm not here for my own self. That our worship needs to be towards God, not about us. And this applies to priest and layperson alike. It is so hard to live this out in our fallen world. We forget so readily that we are creatures, not the Creator. That we're not the center of the universe. God is. It is so easy to fall into this, priests and laypersons alike. To make our time of prayer, our time of worship, not so much about worship anymore, but self-service. I'll only go if I feel like I'm getting something out of it. If I feel like I'm being really fed. If I feel good about this. Rather than coming simply to worship God and to give thanks that He has been so good to us. That is why we are here. If we look at the prayers of the Mass, brothers and sisters, we realize that it's really not about us. It's not about this communication of one to the other. It's about our communication with God the Father. The vast majority of the prayers we say today are directed towards the Father. So if I'm not looking at you during the prayers, the Eucharistic prayers, understand this. It's because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the Father on your behalf. We come here to worship the Lord, brothers and sisters. And how easy it is to get this wrong. How easy it is for a leader in the church, for someone of the priestly class, to become like a Pharisee. To make this about himself. It's so easy for a priest to forget who he is and who he owes everything to. It's so easy to make himself the center of his life and the center of attention, especially at Holy Mass, because he's standing right in the center. So Lord, help us to focus on you in the Mass, not the priest or ourselves. Help the priest to focus on you, not himself, not his pride or his ego or what people may think, because it's not about the priest. That would be clericalism, to focus on the priest. It's not about us. It's about you, Lord. The Mass is about worshiping God. That's why we're here. We do this without thinking. We tend to make the priest the center of the Mass or our own feelings the center of the Mass. He's not and we're not. The priest is a servant or he's nothing. Let me say that again. The priest is a servant or he's nothing. He leads people to the Father Lord, he, he does not deserve to be called Father. And that applies to all fathers, all teachers, all leaders. 
We either lead people towards the way, the truth, and the life, or we're undeserving of the name of Father, of Teacher, of Master. This role as Father, spiritual or otherwise, is something none of us deserve. On the day of my ordination, I went from Bobby to Father Bob. Like that. Completely without merit, undeserving. It was especially weird for me because Father Bob was the priest I'm named after, my Uncle Bob, my father's best friend. So all of a sudden, I was being called what I called him. It's a strange thing. Here I am. I didn't deserve it. I still don't deserve it. No matter how much work I do, I'll never deserve it, Lord. It's a gift. And it's a high calling to be a father. Natural fathers, perhaps you remember that moment when you became one. Wow. Suddenly I'm a father. It's an amazing thing. It's a tremendous calling. For all of us, we must first and foremost follow after Jesus. To be servants. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The solution is humility. The greatest among you must be your servant. And the greatest among us has become our servant. He loves us that much. Anyone who's been in the military will have heard this phrase before, leaders eat last. It's an important tradition. Leaders eat last. At chow time, you start with the lowest ranking men and then up to the highest ranking men. And it doesn't apply just to chow time, but it's meant to form a culture of servant leadership. A servant leader is the most effective leader a unit can look to their leader and say, that man is willing to go the extra mile for me. That man cares for me. I trust him. In order to be a good leader, we must first be servants. That applies to all leaders, all teachers, all fathers. The church in her wisdom also has made it necessary that before a man becomes a priest, he first becomes a deacon. And what does the word deacon mean? Servant. You cannot be a father if you are not first a servant. You cannot be an effective father if you're not first a servant. So Lord, help us all, fathers, teachers, godfathers, grandfathers, spiritual fathers, all leaders, to first and foremost be servants like Christ and like Paul were willing to put themselves on the line in order that others may live. And then, only then, will we be worthy of the name of Father. Amen.